Welcome to Dragon Talk, Dragon Talk, Dragon Talk. What's the Dragon Talk? Tell me what's happening. This is the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm Greg Tito, and that's Shelly Mazinobel on the drums. Rocking it and rolling it. Those are my symbols. (laughs) I didn't hear the crashes, but but I saw them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crash. Not symbols, then. What? I don't know. Because I'm not musical. <laughs> you, but I am theater. You love musicals. I love not music. really. I do. Yeah. You love music. And yeah. you love rock and roll music. Specifically. Yes. And I love D&D. Right? Yeah. We're talking about all of these random things because we are talking to two people, the creative team behind Here There Be Dragons, a new rock musical that uses, uh, is inspired by a Dungeons and Dragons group's last romp through their (laughs) college uh, as they're going to be graduating soon. Uh, Very cool. Chase O'Neill, Theo Terrace uh, are here to discuss, you know, their history with D&D as well as making this musical. And it's premiering in eight days from when we recorded this, which means by the time you listen to it, it'll be one day away. Oh my gosh, it will. It'll be the night before opening night. Oh, how exciting. In New York, off-Broadway. So that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's at the Players Theater in the West Village, an area that is near and dear to my heart. It's very close to one of the uh, coolest um, stand-up comedy venues, the Comedy Cellar. Uh, Literally, like I think, adjacent to it. So that's kind of cool. Nice, your old stomping grounds. Yeah, I got to go back one day and uh, do some fun stuff. Maybe go to see the show because it'll be running forever. Of course it will. The longest running show. Before it goes to Broadway. Right. Hopefully it'll go on tour to Seattle and we could see it here too. Or to a high school near you. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Uh, Depending on how they make it happen. But wonderful, wonderful people making uh, what seems like a really cool show. If you're in that area, go check it out. Uh, I'm going to just give a plug. They talk about it at the end, but it is available for more information at the Players Theater website. And then, yeah, go check it out in the West Village itself. Um, We don't have any uh, uh, segment to throw it to here. So Shelly and I are just really excited to say hi to you. Yeah. Because we've been watching Stranger Things. And we really want to talk about it. Yeah. But we're not going to spoil anything, right? No. No. Um, all right. So what do you what do you think so far? I know I think you and I are at about the same spot, although I might be one episode ahead of you now. It is definitely this is what I've been saying a bunch. It's definitely like more if 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 the earlier seasons were broken down to be similar to 80s properties, right? Like the first season would probably be a little bit more poltergeist, but got more of the the, the Breakfast Club kind of you know, kid story, maybe maybe Goonies, maybe mm, throw some yeah. Goonies in there, yep, yep. right? The second season, uh, kind of a similar vein. The third season is much more like a Red Dawn kind of, you know, Cold War story thrown in there for good measure, along with the whole mall culture thing happening. Definitely felt very different. This fourth one, it feels very much like the Friday the 13th. I was just going to say, like, slashery films? Slasher films, yeah. Much more uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, he, which that actor is in it. Right. I didn't yeah. know that until much later. Yeah. Uh, it is. I find the season to be much scarier. Yeah. 
like I really, the, the episode, maybe number five, the one that you and I were just talking about at lunch, yeah. um, that one really left me like, I, I can't go to bed right now. I am going to have to watch Below Deck to cleanse my palate. <laughs> <laughs> can't sleep. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of folks who might have been watching it uh, were, you know, worried about that left turn. But it, I like that the series continues to go into different areas and and and, and tantalize and show off different aspects of storytelling. Horror being a big one for this one. Greg, I gotta say though, I love Eddie the Dungeon Master. I know he's so great. I love him so much. In that first episode, uh, which is not really spoilery, but like I just love his like rant in the cafeteria. It felt very much like the type of thing that didn't really happen, but like you wanted to have happen in a, in in a high school environment like that. Yes, yes, for sure. That's the the true fantasy. Eddie's yeah. exactly who I I probably would have had a crush on in high school. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like that. That was my look. Yeah, the long-haired yeah. uh, yeah. uh, kind of punk guy. Probably would have like went to a couple of rat concerts together. <laughs> <laughs> what didn't didn't Rat tour with Poison? At yes, one they point? did. It was yeah. like Rat, Poison, and Cinderella. I think. I think I saw that one <laughs> twice actually. I <laughs> went <laughs> and or met winger. a lot of guys who looked like Eddie. Oh yes, but that was the like the jean jacket. Thing. Oh yeah, yep, totally. The whole thing. Yeah. I like how they're not shying away from, uh, you know, the Hellfire Club, how badass it is to be like, yeah, you think D&D is about devils and demons? Well, come and join the Hellfire Club. Right. I know. And their parents are like, wait, really? (laughs) (laughs) They're like starting to think like, oh, is that a thing? But, you know, I just think it's really priming the pump for kids to want to play D&D at school. And start their own D&D clubs, which, hello, this fall you'll get to do. Hello. Because we are bringing back our D&D club kit. So if you are a teacher, um, an educator, an administrator, anywhere in the schools, you're definitely going to want to keep checking our website because we'll have more information on how you can start a D&D club. Right. Because a health, your own be- Hellfire club. And I think educators out there want more of it. They want more uh, uh, people getting together face-to-face, something we talk about in this interview too, about you know how important that is, how those formative relationships yes. create uh, community. Uh, and you can take that with you to college. You can take it with you to where you're living. You can take it into when you're making a show in New York City. Absolutely. And if you're yeah. also, if you're a teacher in the U.S., sorry, um, but if you're a teacher in the U.S. and you teach grades four through eight, we are also going to have some D&D inspired curriculum for you. So Ooh. keep your eyes open for more on that. But we know, we know D&D is good for the kids. It's good for everyone, but it's really good for the kids. It's really good for the learning. Yeah. It's really good to inspire. It's good to get them, uh, those reluctant readers turned around and excited about reading and writing. You know what's interesting? My friend, uh, who is uh, an old theater buddy, we went to we put on shows together in high school together and uh, in college and and in New York. Was visiting recently, and I showed him D and D, and we really only played. It was like really a truncated session. We only played for like an hour or so because kids needed to go to bed. But he latched onto it immediately and uh-huh. was like, "Why have I never done this before? Like, what?" He immediately started improvising stuff with uh, my wife who was playing. And, she and, played. 
Yeah, she did. I mean, yeah, they, 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 we laughed and, and they were entertainers uh, stuck oh. in a, a tavern. It was just how I set up, like, how do they know each other? I just, I just said, you know each other. You were the friends and you've been doing stuff. And they immediately were like, oh, we can do that because we are friends. We've known each other for a long time. And they just riffed off of that and had a, had a blast. Um, oh, my God, I love that. Already taking, you know, materials home and, and wants to uh, convert these kids into playing. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. See, yeah. look at that. Spreading the good word of D&D. Making it one friend at a time. I know. But it's really like Stranger Things is making me more excited about the idea of potentially like trying to get a D&D club started at Quinn School. Do it. And they're going to need DMs. Well, I mean, is that going to be me? Am is that going to be that? That's going to be you. You can do it. I feel like I can. I do. I think you can. They're kids. They don't know. Just say they're just kids. They're just gonna try a bunch of crazy things, and I'm just gonna let them do it. Yeah, and and right. improvise along with them, and laugh with them, and tell fart jokes. It's gonna be all I mean, the rage. I do feel they're gonna like, be like, we want to hang out with your mom, Quinn. He's gonna be like, oh, <laughs> oh I hate this. <laughs> he's not actually even going to be in my club so I will literally be like putting him on a bus to after school care be like while I like show up at the school and be like hey, hey. welcome to the, we'll call it the shell fire club get it <laughs> shell fire because you're shelly and you're fire because I'm straight fire straight fire <laughs> 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 who would want to hang out with this cool mom lady Yep, I thought there's going to be a teacher who comes in. He's got long hair, a jean jacket. And he's <gasps> like, hey, I heard there was a Hellfire Club going on here. Oh, my God. Hellfire Club, what's this? Hey, oh, we're <laughs> just here talking about turtles. <laughs> turtles. He wanted turtles. To, my friend wanted to play a turtle so bad. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I love that. super fun. Yeah, so Well, anyway. what also is uh, very going to spread the word very going to spread the word. That's that's how you talk. Uh, is Here There Be Dragons, this new musical that is debuting in New York City. And you're going to hear all about it from the creators right now. Awesome. Everyone, let's welcome Theo Terrace and Chase O'Neill to Dragon Talk. Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> or should we say bravo, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Break all the legs and the people. I don't know. Don't do that. Uh, Break an eye stalk. What's the equivalent? What's the D and D equivalent? Uh, That's what I was going to go for. Yeah. 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 No, I, I got you on that beholder. I got you on. That. Yeah. I always, I always default to the beholder. Oh yeah, bet. Uh, one of my all-time favorites. To TBH. <laughs> <laughs> well, you two are the writing team behind yes. "Here There Be Dragons." A uh, very exciting musical about to debut in New York, uh, off off Broadway. Uh, very excited about off. It. I Maybe. think there's only one actually off, off Broadway, right? Oh, is a distinction. There yes. is, yes, there is. I well, when I was uh, there, anything below 14th Street was definitely off oh. off. When I was doing stuff at the Crane Theater, uh, on <laughs> oh yeah, so Street. I know the Crane. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. But this so, is exciting. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the show. Uh, so the show is, uh, it's a rock musical uh, following a group of D&D players on their last night before graduating college, trying to get that last session in, trying to really have as much fun as they can before they graduate until the session gets derailed and they have to go out on a quest throughout campus to really, really uh, explore the true nature of what friendship means to them. It, if it is 
the game brings people together and it's all about community. And they actually realize how much that community means to them throughout the course of the, um, the quest they go out through campus as they go explore the fantasy world and the real world uh, of the campus. I think I'm explaining that all right. <laughs> um, You've it probably is explained journey, it so many uh, times. The enduring nature of friendship is what I, how I put it. Oh, that's cool. And Chase, you wrote uh, the book and the lyrics. Yes. Uh, and Theo, you did all the, the rock music. Most is that right? <laughs> yeah, the, the important part. <laughs> the hard part was musical. you. Otherwise, it's yeah, not a musical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's very exciting. I love wow. that. I mean, that checks all my boxes, right? It's got yeah. it's got rock musical, it's got D and D, it's got friendship, it's got uh, you know making things Dragons. happen happen on campus. Exactly. Uh, perhaps some shenanigans happens. One of, oh, a lot of shenanigans happen. <laughs> uh, one of our uh, our orchestrator can, keeps calling part of the uh, in, in the score of his orchestrations that references wizard rock, bard core, nice. and it's just really fun. Just like just how much fun they have on campus. They go into, at one point, uh, just a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. Yeah. They go into a frat party at some point and they oh. see it as a tavern party, a, a, like a magical tavern where basically a brawl, yeah. a brawl breaks out. <laughs> but it, they, it's going into a frat party. It's super fun. It turns into this high octane. Like the lights for it look fantastic. I just came from the lighting designer too. It is very exciting. You just had a production meeting, it sounds like. Yes, we did just have a production, <laughs> we had like a production meeting. Like every, every, hour. every day. So um, Chase Chase stayed here for this, but um, so he could uh, go to the theater. But um, so the director, Austin, and I just came back from Georgia. So the cost to do a set in New York is around 30 grand, 31,000. Wow. And um, last minute they said they couldn't get it done no matter the amount. So people who were building it. Yeah, it was it was, it was dire, dire situation. Uh -oh. So I talked to Austin. Oh. Austin knew someone in Georgia. And so what we did was we drove from New York to Georgia and oh we God. got the set made there for 10,000. What? And yeah. we drove it. It looks amazing. We drove it. Uh, Austin's dad's truck and trailer from oh. Atlanta, Georgia, all the way back to New York. Uh, we, we almost fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> driving all the way up. So we stopped in Harrisburg. You know, uh, at a hotel, and then the next day we went up. But uh, it's a lot of Cracker Barrel, you know, and uh, Bucky's. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, I was gonna say I was, oh, I was a technical director and carpenter in New York back in the yeah. day too. I would have been able to help. I would have helped oh, build where, it. Where for, were you? Come on! I know. <laughs> really, you could have just put out the call, like all D and D players in the New York City area. Assemble. We need you now. We need this our is like. <laughs> the ultimate quest. You are like just a couple of NPCs that are just yeah. looking for some help. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> finally, I've become the quest giver and not the acceptor. <laughs> you are. You are the quest giver. That would have been amazing. But also, like a D&D party, you used all of your resources, everything available to you, problem solving, creative thinking, and you got it done. Yes. And we we're ready to open... Uh, in my in my opinion, really, I don't Lighting know if I've ever. That. We're really excited to be um, getting ready. The actors are fantastic. There's there are so many people who play D and D just in the cast. The New York City oh, D and D cool. community is so strong, mm -hmm. and they're turning out in just even like the production side of it um, to support us and be helpful. And there's, it's so amazing. Yeah, the chemistry is great between the actors. Yes, like they're become you know, fast friends. No one has an ego. Like it's great. The only ego is right 
here. But <laughs> it sounds like the ego was whoever couldn't build that set for thirty grand. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, was, I was upset. <laughs> you know, Do it's, you it's think been really great? Um, so I'll, I'll say like one funny thing. So this is like months ago, and we had the meeting with Michael, the theater owner, right? And we're getting ready to pitch it, and um, Michael's gonna hate. I, I if he's listening, to this, he's gonna hate this. I know it's really funny. <laughs> So like, I just like did some research about Michael and um, he's a big, he's a marimba player. He loves the marimba. Like that's his thing. And I'm like, Chase, when we talk about orchestrations, a marimba has to be in there. It has to be in there. Like we have to sell it to him this way. And so when we went in there, uh, he, he was talking about what orchestration do you imagine? And the first thing I said was marimba. He's like, oh my God, marimba. I play marimba. Oh. <laughs> That's the secret sauce right there. That was that was how you got advantage on your persuasion show. Oh, yeah. Yes. He, he went in there ready with two nat 20s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so if, I want to I I ask about the yes. show a little bit more because you meant the way you right. described it, uh, Chase, was like it is the group itself going on this adventure. Yes. But they're also experiencing it in D&D reality, right? So how, how does it go back and forth between those two realities? So the real, uh, they play D&D a lot. They have their uh, experiences playing the game together and things like that. One of the things that they haven't actually experienced a lot of the college throughout the story is actually some of the other college experiences you'd expect or you'd maybe not expect, but you'd have throughout a small liberal arts school in upstate New York is where this is set. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I, I can relate. Yeah, I can relate. I went to a small liberal arts school in upstate New York. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I wonder why. Um, Forget you guys. So uh, <laughs> um, it's it's usually the situations that they find super exciting or super uncomfortable. They visualize as this experience through the D and D lens, through the high fantasy, the tabletop RPG lens, and that is. There's some ones that they're, 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 at some point they're breaking in somewhere and they see it as a dungeon crawler walking into a frat party. It's a tavern um, there. They walk in on something that maybe they shouldn't have walked in on, on a college campus. It's a it's a it's a bog. It's 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 the dangerous um, worlds of D&D, but specifically also of just any tabletop RPG, I would say, too, because that's part of the joy of this um musical i'd say is that it feels like their their quest is very specific to them it feels very personal Mm -hmm. and And when i I mean i'm gonna credit myself with that no i'm sorry Um, (laughs) oh you were right about the ego thing Um, (laughs) i'm gonna play it rightfully so yeah well what i so let me let me Yes. Ask you this as a follow up there too, because it sounds like the way you're describing it is also when they also go into song. Is yes. that true? So like the, the, the most of the book is them act, interacting normally, but then when they're in song form, it is when it is this heightened D and D experience. I'm gonna tow it up Theo for a second here, quick, yeah. real quick. Good. He created a soundscape for the fantasy world that is super fun and engaging and really, really unique. And then they actually do sing in the real world as well, where it becomes Mm. very deeply personal. And they're really experiencing their reactions to these fantasy experiences. um, And their reactions to it come in the form of very personal, very heartfelt, and sometimes heartbreaking songs. Um, There is, you know, the D&D tropes, uh, don't split the party, things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, 
at one point they the, they all diverge for each other and not to get too much spoilers out for people. But the song is called Split the Party and that might be like, oh, that's funny. But it is by far the most heartbreaking song in the show, um. in my opinion. And I think Theo's as well. And it's the one song that's in 6-8. And it drives everyone nuts. It's it's, it's a very <laughs> difficult song to sing. Our, and it our highlights singer, the marimba singer. player the entire time. <laughs> the marimba, it's just marimba. <laughs> uh, but like things like that, where they're experiencing their their love of the tabletop games, but what really is what they really really love is each other, right? And that is the community that is. Did they did they love the game more than their community, or is there a relationship that's different? That maybe they haven't really realized yet, which is the plot of the musical. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of like She Kills Monsters, which was a, yes. a play. Oh, he is, he's, his writing is so beautiful. Right. But it's not um, really, a, it's even though it's usually touted as being about D&D, it's yeah. really not it's about really, it's D&D. Really about it's really about a, a, sister, that, a sister grieving, really, to a point. Exactly. And yeah. So beautiful. I, I The play means so much to me. We I did uh, try to um, contact Key. Uh, at some point, so if he's listening, um, because <laughs> I, I want to say, like, ours is more of a we have pitched it. This is not exactly it, but we've pitched it as Dungeons Dragons meets American Pie 2 in terms of a silly, but it's not specifically really, it's two. I think it's important to, to very, it's the two, but his play means so much to me, and I think it is uh, a beautiful piece of work. They actually did it on my undergrad this past year, like my old undergrad where I went to undergrad. Nice. Where the show is definitely not set, um, <laughs> just but, like uh, PCU is not set in Wesleyan, but you know, yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> 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 Was that too specific? <laughs> 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 um, but yes. So, uh, so you went to Tabor College, is that correct? Oh no. Oh, okay. So I was. That's where we did the workshop. Where did you do? Where Where was your undergrad? My undergrad is at Hartwick College in Oneonta, New York. Oh, okay. oh my God! I know. I'm from I'm from Binghamton, New York, but nice. I went to Ithaca. Yeah. Honestly, it's a beautiful like it's beautiful upstate New York. I yes. wasn't here and currently in New York, New York, in like New York City, but like it is yeah. beautiful up there. And that is it one really of actually is. the one of my favorite songs in the show takes place at them just looking out on the the expanse of the Catskills. Oh That's yeah, cool. and then climbing the mountain like it's mm-hmm. it's it's such a. It's such an ex- environment that I don't see as much is that uh, just how personal these locations mean to people and as in relation to your undergrad where you're like, you're there for, I don't know, four or six years. Very and, formative years. Yeah, formative. Mm-hmm. They're very formative years. And that is something I, I definitely wanted to explore through the both the Dungeons & Dragons tabletop realm and also just in college, people are different, so different. From 18 to 22, mm-hmm. whatever journey yeah. you take, you're going to be different from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Extremely different. Well, yeah. Theo, how uh, how was it? You, you, this is described as a rock musical. So is there, you know, guitar and drums and bass? Like, is it have that kind of Jesus Christ Superstar feel to it? Or, or how would you describe it? No, it's a little... So I, because it's set at a small college, I wanted it to be like really intimate, but really accessible for people to do. Cause like my ultimate goal for this musical was obviously like the pie in the sky Broadway is great. Right. But -hmm. I think what's kosher here is that like, if it could be licensed, like the high schools and small colleges, you make it accessible for people to always do and introduce people to D and D more importantly, you know, friendship. 
like, you know, what it means to, to you know, yeah. have your own community. Yeah. Um, so it's marimba, guitar, um, electric bass, piano and drums. Really, really simple. It's wow. all what you'd nice. find at a small college where no one cares about the music program. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a 40-piece orchestra. Well, let's do it with five, Our orchestra five pieces. Our orchestra out one thing saying this sounds like, this song specifically is Jonathan Larson Rock. Like how we tag <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, so, so Scott, Scott yeah. and I went to college together. Scott Wasserman is our orchestrator. Um, we went to college together, and um, he became really successful. He went on to do like Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen. Um, he just did uh, Diana the Musical. Um, I love you, Scott. We won't talk about that. So, and then, um, um, so I reached out to him, and um, I was like, uh, Scott, I, I really want you to orchestrate this show. And he's like, okay, what's it about? And I'm like, basically, I just said, it's about D&D. He goes, oh, I love D&D. <laughs> and and, and wow. that was it. And then, like, we, like, you know, got together and he started doing it. And we just really meshed well in the process. Um, he's working on, like, two other musicals that are going to Broadway right now. And and he really fit us in. Really good guy to do this. And so we're really, really Aww. lucky. And that's one thing just about the, the D&D aspect. He, the second he was like, so I, oh yeah, I play D and D. The first things out of his work after that to me were, oh yeah, I was playing this character in this campaign, and just the the uh, people <laughs> light up when they get to talk about their community with the in relationship with the game. Yeah, in my experience. Mm-hmm. You guys feel. Yeah. So, what was your first? Uh, <laughs> what was your first taste, both of you, about playing D and D? Like, how did you how did you get started? My uh, first game was in college. Uh, my friend Brandon uh, told me aside and was like, you seem like a bard. And I was <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> um, and I played a bard who was a lawyer. who was, was 3.5. I started on 3.5. He was a lawyer. Eloquence kind of thing, I guess, for 5e. But he is a character very deep in my heart. His name was Auken Kaur. And my original party is all coming to opening night. Aww. Oh, They're so sweet. sweet. Also a character in my musical named Aachen because I couldn't resist. How could you not? Of course, you should. And the violin plays. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can actually tell, well, Theo's first experiences with D&D was a lot later. Yeah. Um, I made him watch a great movie in my opinion. I think they're fantastically fun. Uh, the Gamers... Um, mm. Matt Vencel and the super fun movies. In my yeah, they are. And I made Theo sit down and watch it. And he was like, well, that's just delightful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, how I, I got into it. Um, but the thing is, I never was growing yeah. up a D&D guy at all. Even board game guy, really. Board <laughs> games at all. Right. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just for me, I fell in love with the characters. I fell mm. in love with, you know, the, you know, having friends, having your own community, you know, before you go off. Um, so, and for me, like in, in college, like I was part of the, you know, the music community, you know, and we were like all nerds and we all knew, oh, when we graduate, we're going to be very, very poor. So like, and we all bonded around that. And, um, <laughs> and it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Poverty, self-fulfilling prophecy. the ultimate. Yeah, we're like, where are you going to be a waiter at? That's what <laughs> when I first proposed, uh, an idea, originally the musical to Theo, it was a song cycle of the villains of the show of, of mm. like, here's like the dryad song and here's the, the mind controlling wizard song. And we quickly realized what really connected us to the community, the, the, this, this idea really was 
we we built these relationships in college, whereas around like what his own music, mine actually like around D and D, and then you're not in the same room together anymore. And the cult, like kind of was like the shock of that is uh, I think sometimes not acknowledged enough in terms of like you leave college and it's like, man. That was fun, but it's, it, it, it's really impactful. Just that, that that transition from the day before graduation to the day after graduation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our our show really really bonded over that, and since then, you know, campaigns have happened, and too many sometimes, but not really enough, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We got the we forced right. the cast to. Yeah, play so D&D. we actually some of the cast did not play D and D. One of our our second rehearsal. Myself and our director, Austin, he, we both ran a table for everybody in Open Jar, the rehearsal studio. We rented a whole rehearsal studio just to play d <laughs> <laughs> It's not pricey yeah. at all. I was going to ask about that if you guys had the cast play D&D because I think it it is such a good tool for bonding. For getting, it's you know, also, if you're going to be working with people for this many hours, this many days, yeah. it's a great tool for that. Uh, it's, it's such getting people on the same language and like same vocabulary was our goal. But the second it ended, so one of our cast members who plays Lucas, his name's Chris, he texted a group chat of all of the entire cast and some of the creatives saying, so when's our next session? Aww. He didn't understand that it was a one shot. <laughs> he was like, so what are we playing? Is this every happening every week? I was like, it's usually the opposite. People the are first usually... time playing D&D was with us. So. I find people are usually surprised. Like, yeah. wait, it, it, we're gonna, it, it doesn't end? It doesn't oh, end? It just yeah. keeps going? <laughs> this quest never ends. This quest uh, never ends. It's actually a no. song. That's one show. It's actually oh. a song. This quest yeah. never ends. Yeah. That's a good oh, one. Amazing. The whole thing. You guys don't need to see it now. Just don't. Just Can you start performing <laughs> it together with just both of you? Go. Start. Action. Start performing and the musical right now and okay. go. No, I'm just kidding. There's so many jokes into Where's my dice? I need my dice. <laughs> <laughs> just take the microphone and, and uh, do it up. I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, this... The songs that you're talking about sound like they are the things that are in my head, right? Like the, when when you're having those great moments around a table and everyone like you know gets so excited or they're sad when a campaign ends, like all the emotions that go through all of this is just writ large in in musical form. Here, it sounds like it's. I remember the last session I played in undergrad. I remember mm-hmm. vividly. Some sessions, you know, they, like that was really fun, but the, the little moments. Um, but it was really understanding because we were sitting there and I'm playing a, a, a different part. Um, <laughs> He's but I'm sitting there wow. the 45 minutes in and I'm sitting there with this five-hour session we're about to play. And I just kind of like that melancholiness of like, this is the last time we're in the same room together playing D&D for a, potentially years. Yeah. And... The online, or I think Roll Roll Twenty, D and D Beyond, these services have really, especially during the pandemic, have really brought people together in a way that is very unique and very fun. But like when I was in that in that position, no, oh Jesus, almost ten six to ten years ago, I can't remember math right now. It just it 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 was different. It was it's we we played exclusively in person for four years and now this is the time when we're gonna have to jump on Discord, yeah. And it's just a different environment. And I love Discord, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. And it's a different. It's it, it, not in a good or bad way. Just it's just not the same. Well, speaking and, of 
not the same. Well, I'm sorry, you finish your thought if you're no, it's just that that's one thing that I really wanted to explore in this show is that idea of those, those great moments and campaigns, those great ideas and uh collaboration and just fun you're having. And yeah. just to acknowledge that sometimes it's it's a very, very emotional. Almost yeah. tearful in a it way. It is tearful. Oh, yeah. so sad. Yeah, there's the violin. <laughs> Theo was playing it. Um, well, what I was going to say was that it sounds very different, even though uh, the theater people that I knew were aware of Dungeons and Dragons, and some of them certainly played uh, in the early 2000s there, uh, as well when I was in college in the 90s. But it was not quite as open and excited uh, and just celebrated the way it is now. And I just love that you were just saying like, well, now it's going to end and we're after going to go on Discord. There was no Discord. There was yeah. no communication like that back then. And so there was this, you know, even a, a larger break. Um, yeah. But I also would love to see, hear you talk about like the the rise of, of, of popularity of Dungeons and Dragons that's experienced over the last couple of years. It seems like there's tons of theater people, as you said, in New York that, that are playing and we're excited to, so to join this musical. So I was going to say, so I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, so I go back and forth and um, this is like when we're starting to write it. And I walked into the geek dome in Pittsburgh, it's a, which is on Brookline Boulevard. Give them a mm -hmm. shout out. <laughs> nice. They make fun of me all the time. So Joe Manganiello is listening to this right now. And he's like, yeah, that's, right. my, that's my home. Yeah. That's my hometown. <laughs> I'll, I'll plug him. Right. So <laughs> I, I went in there. I'm like, I, just, I have a question, man. Like how big is D and D like, how, how, like, do people play this? And he just, like, started staring at me. He's like, can I really help you with something? <laughs> <laughs> I was so offended. Like, it was just awesome, you know? And because at the time, we were thinking, um, it was about, we were trying to get to Gary Gygax's estate. Yeah. You know? And me personally, I'm like, I, you know, I'll do what I can to try to, try to make it happen. I'll talk to the lawyers. I'll go the whole nine yards just to get a phone call. I'll email 20 times just to hear, get, you know, hey, go away. <laughs> Here go. So um and he was just like, good luck. <laughs> and I realized like how difficult it was to even reach the estate and all that. And so it was quite an evolution. Um so when did you start working on that? When, when 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 was that? When was that? That was 2015, was like, 16. So yeah, we we wrote the first so oh, the first song was written in December of 2016. Wow. Yeah. The first song was written then. So we've been I didn't on the realize this was such a long journey. Yeah. 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 It's so a long campaign. It's a long campaign. It's a long campaign. <laughs> uh, reading every day for a week is just uh, every, every, yeah, whatever. But um, so one thing that we've really seen, especially on, in my experience, I started writing the show with Theo in 2016. I have seen so many people get into D&D &D since we even just started to write it. Mm. Um, I started on 3.5. Theo started on 5e. I know some people, my roommates were like, I moved in, like I have roommates in Brooklyn where I actually live. Um, and they were man, like, oh man, I really want to play D&D, but I don't, I, we don't have a, I don't have friends who play it. And since then, they have been in four campaigns with oh my God. a different smattering of people from across the city and some people like Massachusetts and like, you know, Connecticut. And they're just like zooming in and sometimes they're just playing in person. And the community they found just by just realizing that you can't, it's a, it's a very inclusive community more. I mean, 
very inclusive, in my opinion, of people who want to try. Because, you know, you get that thing where it's like, oh, my God, I want to play D&D. And then five DMs come up to you and are like, you want to play D&D? <laughs> I, 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 I can, we'll play D&D. Let's play D&D. Uh, they're very, very enthusiastic. different experience. Uh, from, I know for right. sure. Yeah. So well, I, I, just in the term of starting to write this show at our grad program at NYU, we went, people were like, man, that sounds fun to, oh my God, a D&D musical in just the six year span. It has become. We couldn't have so picked a better time really yeah, honestly, to do this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just a perfect timing and sequence. It's, uh, Sounds like when you started writing, it was right has. like a year or two after I started working at Wizard. So yeah. I think there's some, there's some, co- there, it's not coincidental. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, every time you see like, you know, D&D and like the New York Times, that's yeah. correct. Uh, that, that article you, was actually have... picked out on my uh, upstairs. <laughs> that <laughs> was very good timing yeah, for you. Timing. I know yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and I've been talking but... about a D&D musical for years as well. Like I've been like, someone needs to make it. It needs to be a rock musical. It needs to do X, Y, and Z. And you guys are making it happen. And I'm so, <laughs> so happy for yeah, it. Yeah, we were when we were featured in Market Watch. Um, yeah. And then we were like called the D&D musical. Like, oh. I was like, whoa. It's like, okay. Whoa. <laughs> wow. This is real there was, now. Uh, there was a funny thing. Like when uh, Wizards acquired D&D Beyond. Yeah. The articles that were coming out, just like so many people were getting, like being like, and then the D&D movie that's coming out. Uh, and then all these, like, the, it's just so exciting. It's become so, it, it literally is in the last, I don't say 10 to six years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's really taken off. Well, and to be clear, you guys are just inspired by the relationships yes. and the things that are coming off of it, right? It is right? It's all not... about the community to us. It right. Is. And that's one thing I think D&D really excels at is building community. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things that I've always loved about D&D is something that I didn't experience myself because like uh, you, Theo, I didn't discover D&D until I was an adult. I did not play uh, as a child, but I love hearing the stories from people who have played, you know, for a really long time. And, the, you know, D&D was such a, an important part of their formative years and those those friendships that people still have with their adventuring party, you know, from when they were kids even. I love that. And I just, or even if you played as a child and then you don't play as an adult, if you still, like, have those memories. If, if you ask an adult, well, like, did you ever play D&D? They go right back in time yeah. and they'll be like did i ever play D? let me yeah, talk about my first character and it was 1979 yeah. and we were in brad's basement like they'll go right back to that moment <laughs> and it's no, to me I, I it's think, sorry good well, well it's hard to capture that like it's if you if you weren't there and if you're not part of the community it's hard to explain it yeah but it sounds like you're you've written like i'm just curious like how do you how did you capture that essence because it sounds like we're all on the same page about what's really important with D and D, but it's 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 hard. So how did you how did you capture that? I'll just speak music. I know Chase will will tell you how how he did it. Uh, for me, it's like I took it out of D and D, and I, I kind of related it to where like so I didn't play D and D growing up. I played baseball, um, just played a bunch of sports, <laughs> and I still remember you know when I was a catcher and someone like rammed me when I was 11 years old, like, you'll never forget it. John Forster, like, threw me on the ground. <laughs> he lost the game. And I will never forget it. I've hated him ever John since. Forster. And so, like, you have those memories, you know, from, like, for me, like, when I played Little League Baseball, you know, and my dad would scream at me because I struck out or something. 
or like you have like funny things. So like, that's sad. you know, like if you dropped the ball <laughs> in the outfield or you made a great uh, uh, catch or something and, but you're with your friends, you take that with you, you know? So I, I took that, those memories that I had as a kid, you know, and I related that to what this show is about. And it's about, you know, your friendship. It's about that time in your life where you can go back, you know, sort of like Sandlot, you know, you, yeah. you go back. That's so funny. I was literally just thinking of Sandlot. Yeah. Right. Everyone goes up, they grow up and they, you know, do great things, whatever. Right. But for, for me, I was like, okay, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm in right field again. You know, I'm the chubby little leaguer again, um, who gets in three innings out of the six innings. <laughs> and, you know, but this is my community. These are my friends. And so for this musical, I'm like, this is the community. This is the friends. It's above D and D. Yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. There's something that this form of, storytelling adventure community that it really invites people in but it, it, there are other th- things that do that there really yeah. are there are so many different avenues to finding community so we actually really focused on uh, i wanted to explore something about my relationship with uh my friends and college and leaving them and what really tied us together was playing uh tabletop games we played call of cthulhu as well we played every other one too that I can't remember off the top of my head. Stars without a number and stuff. Um, but it really was us coming together and being at the same table, looking each other in the eye and saying, yeah, we're all going to do this. This is going to be great. Yeah. And that also there's struggles. Communities have struggles. Friendships have struggles. Yeah. And that's where the conflict of the music, especially in that one song I said, split, split the party. I'm, we're sitting there like, here's the D&D term for us breaking up. And something you never do, of course. Something you never do. But they do it. And they sing about it. Mm-hmm. And how heartbreaking that is to say, I, I, my friends have left me. Yeah. Or And was it my fault? Mm. And oh. things like that, where it's D&D is a great catalyst for community. But really community and what they, that means to people is where the music and the inspiration for the story came from. That's great. Yeah, a couple of things there. Uh, what you're describing there reminds me of uh, Stranger Things season three with Will, and he's trying to be like, why can't we just go back to playing D&D again? Because he's nostalgic for those times and and that that connection that he had with his friends back then. And then, you know, uh, Sandlot is interesting because it's not really about baseball right, <laughs> right like it's right. about those exactly. friendships and those bonds and this and the adventures that they go on but on the poster it says you know oh, this is the baseball movie with the with the kids and the right exactly and so it's very similar uh and and, and apt comparisons there yeah. um and i just love that you're bringing it all out in song i mean you know musicals not everybody loves them but I love them because they are able to get to that like heartstring of, of of sadness and melancholy, but also upliftingness, of course, and having a good resolution at the end. They're you know generally not tragic. They're usually romantic <laughs> and having uh, uh, some kind of positive resolution, even if there's you know some something bad things happen in the end of Act Two, but or Act One. But you know it's it's really fun um, to see that all come together and see uh, you know this happening in right? Like a week, right? So like, talk a little bit about like, what's, what stage are you in right now? You're staging it, you're getting it ready. We're in the what, stage what, of, of, I was um, going to say, wait, we're in the stage of going on the highway, ripping our hair out, and just setting the cars <laughs> Falling asleep <laughs> at the wheel and crashing they're, into the wall. They're Wawa. driving to Georgia and back. <laughs> yeah, the devil went down to Georgia and so did we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we are in i mean i i grew up doing tech theater that's what i did that's how i got into theater was teching on a show called anything goes nice so i remember <laughs> this feeling but being in tech but being the writer in tech is a very different experience than being the tech in tech mm. because they're all like what's all going a mile a minute figuring things out troubleshooting things like that and i'm sitting there like I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do anything it's, about it. <laughs> uh, it's it's exhilarating to think about this show um, opening in eight days. Yeah. It yeah. is exhilarating. It's it's exciting. We're right now we're like firefighters. We're just putting out yeah. any problem that comes up. You know, we're just trying to handle um yeah, there's something will happen right after this call. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, it's probably happening. It's probably happening. My it's phone, happening my phone right just now. buzzed. So I hope, I hope it's nothing too serious. But we've we've overcome pretty much all the obstacles. And Chase and I have been like uh, the basically the GMs and producers of this, you know. And so we've really um, had to take on a lot. And I definitely want to thank Austin Harrelson, our director, who's basically been uh with us in the show helping you know develop it two years develop it to where it is today two years he's been on this project for two years yeah he brought us to kansas and uh i jumped it there workshopped it there and uh he's been you know doing jumping through hula hoops just he's been doing a lot so we're really he's currently at the theater right now doing a lot (laughs) yeah Um, right because you're in in tech now right and so we're in tech yeah Yeah. so So, and then when's first preview come up first preview is sunday Sunday. Oosh, that's the, that was always the most stressful time for me when I was working on theater because it's like that's kind of the opening. It's the first time you're doing it yeah. in front of people. It's it's mm. it's a lot. It's a lot. Voice <laughs> 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 crack. <laughs> well, you know what so I love about this is because it's similar to D and D and how uh, it's, it can be generational, right? Where you get into it when you're a kid and it's something you stay with forever. That you know that's what Shelley was talking about. I've been introduced my kids to playing D and D, which has been wonderful. But over the last couple of weeks. Both of my daughters have had their first performances in like a school production of a musical. Wow, I love that. And just talking to them about like, okay, well, when I did shows, everybody had a headset backstage and we all like talked about, you know, this and this is what was going on. And it sounds similar to what you guys are doing. And it's just like having their their eyes light up at the the nervousness of putting on a show with their friends and colleagues and how they, you know, when I'm like, oh, who's that? Who's that you're talking to after school? I'm like, oh, that's one of my show friends. And I'm like, oh, you have show friends. I, I, I remember show friends. <laughs> it's just so adorable. But I love that even in theater, those bonds that you create around a show, not all of them, not every show is the best experience ever, but some of them, and it sounds like this one could be, I don't know, who knows when you get to it. But like, yeah, everybody is, is, is in that moment of like, we're just trying to make something great, just like you are around the table trying to, you know, kill Strahd or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all try. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> but you rolled a one. I did at one point. But that can be fun too. Yeah, that, it was a blast. Those also but, make great stories. You know, <laughs> sometimes you need a new character. No, <laughs> a reset, a reboot. There's always one waiting in the wings. There's yeah, always there's always one waiting. Ooh, in the wings. I like that combo. <laughs> yes. Um, see that? No, I I reached out to my high school theater teacher and was like, hey, I have this going on. And he messaged me back saying, I remember taking you to the costume shop at NYU in high school and you're a junior and you just talking to them about tech and they're being so responsive and so polite, but you're like, your eyes lit up. And I was like, this kid's going to be stuck in the theater for the rest of his life. I can't wait to see (laughs) what he does. And 
it was, I don't remember that. I mean, I, I barely remember that day, but it, it's that first time I also was introduced to the game. Like, it's like, I mean, you're nervous. You're like, you all these yeah. people around my table had played not since second edition, but some of them had were trained on, well, on second edition mm. on AD and D. Sorry. Um, and I was like, no, this is really intimidating. I'm just here because I like the theater and I look like a bard apparently. <laughs> but the community that was like, you know, it's like the first time stepping out on stage. You're like, okay, we're doing this. The first improv choice I guess I had to make for my character informed by my character. I was in there like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel like, I feel like yeah. there's a right answer, but of course there isn't. There isn't. And that was unlike the lines the actors have to say, there is no right answer. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing during tech? You're like, nope, you said that wrong. Yeah, I'm sitting there. <laughs> this in the is back not improv. Like, you said fears. It's actually tears, and I, I need that T sound. And they're like, okay, <laughs> accentuate, tip of the tongue. <laughs> yep, that's all. Uh, that's all. No, I'm just joking. Uh, that's stage management's responsibilities. <laughs> I know those um, feels. That's how I met my wife. I was I was her stage manager and oh. uh, was yelling at her about doing her lines wrong. Nothing has Which changed. Which was apparently nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, sorry. So we know the D and D community is uh, very supportive. They're wonderful. Yes. There's a lot of them in New York. Are you tapping in? How are you tapping into the D and D community to oh, promote so, the show? So. Um, I was like, uh, so I was like, Chase, we need to make posters. We need to make little cards with QR codes. And we hit up every, you know, we went to Hex and Co on Commons. We hit up every game nice. in the store. Um, we went to Astoria uh, just because I'm Greek and I want to go to Greek town, but that's separate. But we, we found one there. <laughs> <laughs> there was, uh, is up at the Uncommons right now. I think Hex Co might have moved it because of certain other things. But uh, it's just so exciting to walk in and be like, oh, like people are looking at it, scanning the QR code. Mm. It's so fun. Nice. But we also have been like, our, our cast gets together and we all play Magic. Like a lot of us play Magic the Gathering. Every Sunday we're at different board game stores playing Magic. Oh, that's great. Um, just connecting with people and just talking with people. Hey, like a lot of it is just groundwork because people are out playing games. Um, and if they're not, playing games with their friends at home, a lot of them go to board game stores. A lot of uh, also like high schoolers I've seen who are very interested in D&D &D and love to hear more about how other people play. And I'm sitting there playing magic with some of them because we just invite them to the table. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of reaching out to the community and like actually in a very active way. Because I honestly, I love to hear about other people's stories. And if we were just going on like D and D uh, Facebook groups or something like that, like, and it's not, I, it's, it's all about seeing the other person in both, whether on the computer screen or in, in person, but it's about seeing them and connecting. I think eye contact, especially in like theater course, means mm -hmm. so much. But even in D and D, eye contact means so much. So we've been trying to go to every single place we can. To find <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Uh, Look directly at the camera now. Yeah. Press of eye contact. <laughs> it's not uncomfortable uh, yeah. no, at we, all. We've like tried to hit up every store we could possibly yeah. email everyone. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's even D and D groups on uh, that. I just my friends are like my D and D group wants to talk to you, or like I want to talk to you. We're D and D group. 
not selling the show, but just about the just about what this is. And then they're yeah. like, "Oh my god, that sounds awesome! I want to come." Yeah. I'm like, yeah. "Great, I did my job." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great when you were talking about your kids. You know, because I, I have a four four and a half month old daughter, and I like oh. wish, um, you know, she was a lot older, she could see the show. Yeah. You know, but I can't wait till she grows up and like, you know, tries board games or, you know, you know, finds her community. Hopefully it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Four and a half months. I have anything to say about that. <laughs> you're doing you're putting on a, a show and you have a four and a half month old. Oh, my. God. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a li- it's a little stressful, you know. Yeah. A little. Have you yeah. Been, so the, the drive was actually just like, I need, I need. <laughs> that's I need why you were falling asleep. asleep. <laughs> just like, just turn up the music. Had, I just need to get That's why. I'm not yeah, sleeping at home. I might as well sleep on the, not sleep on the road. That makes sense. Right. Right. I, oh, that I, night, I that night in the day, hotel you know, so must have been the best. <laughs> well, shout out to your partner uh, who's, uh, who, who's helping out, I hope, uh, making all that happen. Uh, um, during tech time, because that's always the hardest. Yeah. But yes. All right. Well. Uh, did you guys head out when you're talking about stores and stuff? Did you go to the Twenty Sided Store in Williamsburg? Yes. I love yeah. uh, I love Lauren Belanco. They actually, when we first were putting our press release out, I walked in and Theo was like, "Oh, like ask the person if there's any websites they recommend to just like send the press release to because we're about to send it out." Yeah. And I walk in, and I'm like, "Hey, man, like uh, I'm feeling nervous because like I'm just gonna ask you for websites that you know, and I feel like it's an awkward question to ask someone while they're working." Um, but I ask him and he's like, oh yeah, board game geek, all these other places. And I'm like, oh yeah, board game, like all oh, these are great. And then all of them ran the press release in some way or another. Oh, I was nice. like, oh man, I love 20 sided stuff. Yeah. <laughs> our, our our press agent has been wonderful. Yes. And it's really funny because um when he when we hired him to work on our show, um, he was offered a job for NASA. Yeah. And um, he took it. So he's now the head of PR NASA. And I think this is like one of his last projects. <laughs> oh and so I'm kind of like, I have no leverage to like offer him anything. Like I can't get yeah, you know no. my mother to make him Greek food to do more press. You know, like there's nothing I can do to get him. But know, he nothing is. Nothing I can offer him. <laughs> he is taking the show to the moon. I'll tell you that. That's oh, oh, and back over. again. <laughs> wow. You have, a, you have a rocket scientist working for you in PR. I love it. Exactly. He's awesome. Um... Uh, and then you're putting it up in the West Village too, right? Yes. Like, which is such a beautiful area, uh, oh, right yeah. around mm-hmm. the corner from the Comedy Cellar as well, which is such a yeah. great venue for for anybody who knows stand up comedy in in, yes. in the area. Have you been going there at all? Actually, no. But I found out my <laughs> sister has been going there once a week while we've been in rehearsals and not telling me. <laughs> oh. So she's like there when we're in rehearsal at the Comedy Cellar, like sometimes later and things like that. And I'm like. Could have told me. I would have found oh, that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be at the comedy cellar right now. I didn't want to, but didn't want to distract you. Yeah, that's no, totally fair. I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the comedy cellar is great. Uh, there's so much remember, great music around there. So much great music. Blue I remember Blue. telling jokes about D and D at the at the open mics there at the comedy cellar. You that's were ahead of your time. Fifteen Greg. years oh. ago, about how my wife hated it. It was great. It was, <laughs> <laughs> she found it very attractive uh, yeah. that I was playing D and D. <laughs> that was that was the part. That was a the lot part. has changed. A lot has changed. <laughs> that was a the selling point. <laughs> yeah, right. That was that worked. Gotta get this in. Uh, awesome. Well, nice. uh, I can't like wait. I wish I was on the East Coast that I could see the show. Oh well, we will send you a song. Bring, <laughs> bring it to Seattle. Yeah, right. Go on Let's tour immediately. Right um, uh, exciting very, stuff. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Um. Well, if this goes well enough the way we think, then uh, 
there will be a small high school, small college, you know, with a underfunded music department that will put it up. <laughs> Greg, your your daughters could your put daughter it up when they I, so one, one day, you know, high school. She's already better than I am, so I think we <laughs> will. Sure, <laughs> make it happen. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I had one more question to learn more about uh, the the characters of the cast in the show, yeah. like the actual musical itself. Like, what are, we've talked about them in general terms, but what are specifically? Which one's the fighter? Which one's the bard? Which so, one's the the wizard? We have a sorcerer. Nice. Who is our character? His name. The character's name is Thalinor. The D and D character's name is Thalinor. He is a brilliant playboy sorcerer, <laughs> and uh, his counterpart is a. Uh, lovesick uh young man who is have who who's having some trouble with his relationship uh, as you know college is coming to an end uh, he's very much a romantic at heart but his character is the one he's exploring something of like i don't know what romance really is being only like in uh, my college setting so he's plays the the sorcerer uh the character's name is Thalinor. there is a rogue named auken named after my mm-hmm. character Oh, nice. Uh, who is delightful. Uh, <laughs> our actor who plays them, Regan, they're fantastic and such a delight. And that is played, that their, their counterpart, their real world character is just very much, very unsure, very indecisive person. So with a rogue, you know, you're coming in and you're like, I know what I'm going to steal. I know how I'm going to steal it. And every which way is planned out. That is the exact opposite of their uh, character. Um, there is the fighter who is, there is, of course, a fighter. Of course. Uh, there is, uh, that's uh, Miragel is that character's name. They are uh, very, very intense. They are, <laughs> they almost speak in alliteration because of how how intense they're just like, very focused, very purposeful, and they know what they want. And of course, then counterpart-wise, there's a character who is very much meeker, uh, who is a little a little bit more on the shy side. And doesn't go doesn't go for what they want. So these are a lot of the point. There's one other character I'll mention, but a lot of these characters, including the dungeon master and our final characters, are they're working something out with their character, who something they might want to be in their mm. life. And then at the end of the show, they all mesh together. So it is that coming together of community, but also individualized. Like who do I want to be? Because in in tabletop games, you can be anyone, right? And you can really explore things about yourself that maybe you didn't know no, you'd want it in life. Um, so the final character in the party is the funny one because it was, it was a little bit inspired by a 3.5 transition to 5e because we transitioned our characters. Uh, so he was a prestige class uh, in 3.5 and he was the ranger, but he wanted to have some paladin aspects because of his... So he became a holy ranger uh, through, I can't remember exactly what prestige class. You give him some like little bit more... Uh, holy aura to himself. So he is a, a paladin ranger multi-class, and now in this character, he is very much a valiant hero who is excited about life and very much always dancing, always having fun, and always in the in the in the like with the light of their god, having a great time. And then his counterpart is more of a, this is a character named Preyton. Um, their counterpart Nathan is. Uh, doesn't really know how to have fun is a mm. way to put it. They really just, they're like, I, I know, I don't know. I'm not as sure as myself, myself. Cause like, he'll start dancing. He's like, I don't know. Like, maybe that wasn't right. 
um, second guessing himself. So he's, he was trying to be a little bit more sure, but also a little bit more confident uh, in his choices. Um, and then there's the dungeon master who is a character and the, they have a beautiful robe, by the way. If you come see the show, <laughs> you'll see that robe. It is amazing. It's a and a bald cap. Little dragon on it. It's so cool. <laughs> no cost spared. No cost spared. <laughs> no cost spared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, How to go to Atlanta. There are other characters in the show. The uh, ensemble, the more ensemble based uh, tracks mm-hmm. uh, play a lot of the monsters and the uh, counterparts that they have, like campus security becomes goblins. Uh, and they're oh, cool. very fun. They're the mo- they're like clowns in all the right ways. Um, oh, yeah. The, the music was inspired by the Ying Yang twins. <laughs> really in fact there's a lot i had a whole list of um songs and where they were inspired from so it and when i sent it to scott he just he called me he was like (laughs) he couldn't take it (laughs) so it's very eclectic character wise there's also uh, other characters from the college who are experiencing other different forms of i I don't want to say loss but forms of loss for the anticipation of the end Mm. and not really being able to see the future that they really wanted uh, because it's four years of college and then it's over. And then like they kind of like falling off, of, falling off the precipice. And there's other characters who don't play D and D who are also experiencing this kind of um, this kind of end yeah. of the scenario. So they also become D and D characters throughout the show. So there is also the princess who is so badass, and I love it. Their, <laughs> their costume is so cool. Um, I know you can't see it, but because I don't have it with me, um, <laughs> but, uh, and then there's the necromancer, uh, Cirrus is the character's name. And they are the necromancer who is trying to basically like revive their whole life. Be like, I need to bring myself back from what I thought I had to something new. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other fun characters. I love no, all that. So that I, I, know. I, I love, uh, especially how you described their, uh, their D and D character and then how that relates to them yeah. as people. Because that, I think, is that magic sauce of, like, what makes this game great. Is like, it's not just you being in a fantasy world with your friends. It is that that relationship. It's like you are friends and a fantasy world, and the two can't really exist, uh, you know, pulled apart. Yeah. No, it, it, I completely agree. Yeah. And I'm glad, I, I, that's one of my, that was one of my goals uh, in writing the characters, is that I was trying to be very specific to make sure that that comes across. Yeah, hopefully it does. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, Thank you. Sounds amazing. Well, it's going up at the McDougal Theater. Players oh, Theater. Sorry. Players on, Theater. Players Theater on McDougal Street. Yes. My eyes were trying um, to find the, <laughs> the, the the data there. Yeah, the Players Theater, which is uh, uh, how big is that stage? It's not. It's not super big, but it's big. Uh, enough the to stage is the stage is a little is pretty is it's, I don't know the dimensions of it. The house seats two hundred. So, oh, I want that's, that's where it makes off, it off. That's what's why it's <laughs> off, not off, off. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, so it's it's very exciting. It opens on uh, the 16th and we run for five weeks. Well, anybody in the New York, not just New York area, in the tri state area needs to come uh, and check it out. Go to the West Village, enjoy all that New York has to offer there, and check out this show, especially if you're a D fan. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you guys. Support. Support the theater <laughs> members, yes, the and the theater. Yeah. Oh, D and D, right? Yeah, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need your support. They're we just want to support unusual, no. funny, great stories. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Shelley. Yes. 
Sweet. Well, we wish you all the best. Uh, if people want to find out anything more about this, what's the best way to oh. uh, follow you personally as well as the show? What's the uh, give me give me all the deets? So to follow the show on Instagram, it is at Here There Be Dragons Musical. Uh, it's very basic. Uh, we have a TikTok. Well, one of our the guy doing TikTok is uh, Stephen, but I'm going to make sure I get his name correct. He is so fun. He's in our cast. He plays our wizard. I was bringing it up. It's Stephen G. Lucas. So S T E V E N G L U K A S. Stephen G. Lucas with a K. Mm-hmm. He has been doing our TikToks. He is so much fun. He plays our, our, our basically like he plays a wizard who does mind control people because that, <laughs> he play, and that. he also plays one of the campus security guards. He is a goblin. He is six five, which is so fun to have the tallest person in the cast be the goblin. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. yeah. It just, I don't know. It just makes me happy. Yeah. Um, but then there's also, um, yeah, we, we are uh, the other things we want to find about our, our career and our uh, work. It's at Terrace and O'Neill.com T E R I S. A-N-D-O-N-E-I-L-L dot com. We have other shows, too. We have, we're writing other shows. There's a Caveman Musical. That's very fun. <laughs> caveman Musical. Nice. Caveman Musical. I like it's it. about cavemen and family. <laughs> but and it's also about friendship. relationships and friendships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also about that. You, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we are very excited for this show. We have spent six years working on it and we're very excited to present it it's been a refrigerator dream honestly that's come true i did put the first song on the refrigerator of my first apartment i did oh because i was very (laughs) proud of it it was dragons will fly if you hear that song it's the first song we ever wrote Nice. So you, you you wrote it out and then just put it on a piece of paper on a magnet i I know yeah you know i printed it out and was like i like this song and my roommate was like Chase, we don't need that there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, you, you do. do. You're manifesting it. Just in case yeah. you wanted to break into song when you were looking for food. Why not? Here's the time to do it. <laughs> With some jazz hands. Exactly. Jazz hands. There are no jazz hands in the show. Not yet. All right. Well, very exciting stuff. I will want to check out Terrace and o- uh, O'Neill.com because uh, I'm going to pitch you guys a Sandlot musical. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Oh, yeah. see how his eyes lit up. Don't strike out on the pitch, right? That was good. It's good already. It's I good already. It. There's so many puns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're really grateful. Thank we're you so much. Oh, You're good. the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great talking to you guys. Such wonderful people putting on a great show. I feel their stress. I feel their excitement. I feel their anticipation for opening night. I, I'm, I'm there with them. I want it to be a good show. I want it to happen. I know. It's just nice to, to talk to theater people and how cool a D&D musical. Uh, very excited. Yeah. I feel like I have been saying those words, the D- a D&D musical, like since they started writing it. It's almost Maybe like we you, knew that they were writing it. You helped manifest it. I did. Like you were on opposite ends of the country, just talking about it and like inspiring them. You were, you were incepting their brains. Oh, uh, maybe it's uh, I was doing a, a, like a divination or a scrying yes. or planting the seed there uh, through some kind of magical means. Very cool. I like. It. Uh, you know what's weird too is I didn't bring it up in the interview, but I, I had like a light bulb moment when. Well, partially when Theo was talking about baseball and, you know, like 
being in like little league and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we were talking so much about community, but when Theo was saying like baseball can, you know, do that too. Like you're with your friends and it's not really about the baseball. It's about the community and the friends. Yeah. You know how like Quinn played baseball for quite, quite a few years, same group of kids. And I loved it. I loved it. Like I loved it. I loved the community. I loved the other parents. I loved working in the snack shack because they forced the parents <laughs> to do that. Yeah. I loved like buying him his little uniform and the end of your party and like bringing snacks for the kids after the, I love it. I fully embraced my role as I am a, a baseball mom. And then he, this year he was like, I'm not playing anymore. I'm done. I retired. And I took it very hard oh. and I'm still taking it really hard. Like it's, I can't get over it. And like he, Quinn is just like moved on. Bart is like big deal. There's other stuff. And I'm just like, it's got to be baseball. Like, why can't he do baseball? And we still go to the games because his friends still play. Yeah. And I'm like, really excited to like, you know, be with everybody again and see it. And it's less stressful, obviously, because your kid's not going up to bat or pitching, but it's still like, I miss it. And I couldn't quite figure out like why I'm taking it so hard until this interview. And I realized it's, I think, I miss not just like the, the community for me. I'm still friends with these people. I still actually see them quite often. Our kids still hang out together. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm like, I miss it also for Quinn. And I'm sad that like he, this was like a tight group of friends that he had, he was doing this thing with. And he's, he doesn't have it now. So I think part of it is like the loss of community for both of us. I think yeah. that's, I had like that revelation during that interview. I'm like, I am justified. Like there is actually a loss, like a, a tangible loss that I feel I'm feeling. And now I get to like mourn openly for it. This seems like fodder for a musical. The Sandlot baseball musical. Or just the the baseball mom and not being able to get over this and uh, breaking into song for it. There's like so many other things to like really be sad about. And like this is one, but (laughs) perspective lady, I get it. But like, it's true, but community is so important. And it's just to have that thing. So if if he's not going to play baseball, he is joining my Hellfire Club. He will be in my club. <laughs> my Hellfire Club will happen. <laughs> you I must find a community. Yeah. It's well, it and really what's, is. What's even funnier, too, is very quickly, my friend that just came to visit, like we had a tight knit community in uh, high school. We all, many of us went to the same college together, and then we moved to New York together. And started making theater and doing things. And him being here, both my wife and I were just like, God, I miss that community. I miss that group because we had such connectivity and uh, did everything together. Those are the only people we hung out with. But it was also really great to have a community of people here in Seattle that I could show to my friend and be like, look, I built. Yes. It's not the same as it was, but it's very different. And we have all, all this this connectivity. We played a lot of board games. We played a lot of... Uh, a D and D when he was here, and you could tell, like he was like, "Oh, this is really, really kind of special what you built here too." So there was like this; it was bittersweet, but also uh, growth. There was, yeah. there was, we, we, we are not the same people that we were when we were twenty two. We are much older than that now, but things better uh, version can get better. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then we have our kids to bring into that community. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we just got super sappy, but there's definitely fodder, like I said, <laughs> for at least six different songs in here. One of them is going to be Geriatric Pregnancy is going to be the name. <laughs> I've already written that. <laughs> I've already written that one. 
Done. Geriatrix. Um, well, Dungeons and Dragons does all these wonderful things. You can find out about it at DungeonsandDragons.com, of course. Follow at Wizards underscore D&D. Or you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Greg Tito. Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. What about you, Shelly Moo? You can find me at Shelly Moo on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. And, and hanging around baseball fields watching other kids <laughs> Play. <laughs> Looking for long-haired jean jacket wearing teens. Oh, stand back, Bart. <laughs> I'm going to get him a jean jacket for Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. And here's a wig. Can you put on this wig, please? <laughs> you know what would look good on you? A mullet. Let's grow this out. <laughs> All right. You got 12 months. Let's make it happen. Here's... Here's a bottle of Rogaine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep the back. Just keep growing out that back. We'll trim up the sides here. It's I love look it. look real good, I promise. Well, it is not looking good for <laughs> Daryl Two Shoes. Amazing segue. <laughs> Daryl Two Shoes is in danger. So Again. Uh, Drunky had defeated or helped the uh, loyal order of uh, magists and protectors in defeating the gargantuan-sized doppelganger in its true form as it was rampaging through the lower wards of Waterdeep. And you cast darkness on its face. It tripped and fell. The uh, uh, friend of yours... Uh, Balthazar, the gnome wizard, was uh, sweeping down to potentially save Daryl from being uh, crushed by the weight of this huge gargantuan doppelganger. You used the Wand of Wonder once again, uh, which uh, did another fireball and made a huge explosion happen. Tons of billowing dust and smoke. Uh, the screams kind of die down, and you see... Uh, the outreached arm of this doppelganger has landed right beside the cart where Daryl was lying. Um, Balthazar it kind of landed with his uh, griffin. Um, and as you see the kind of dust uh, settling, it's, it's, it's in like a very organized shape around this cart. It's almost like a semicircle of uh, that's that there's no dust or dirt within this semicircle over the cart. Over the cart? Yes. Like somebody had cast some protective. Shell. That's what it looks like. Yes. Nomi, did you do this? Oh, wait, am I there? Did I run yes. over? Yeah, Come no, on. yeah, you're you're there. You kind of see it. Um, that's what, that's what you say. Yeah. And uh, behind you, you hear uh, a woman's voice that says, no, it was I. Oh, she's back. And it was Laryl Silverhand, the open lord of Waterdeep, stands beside you. She's got her uh, beautiful flowing blue and white robes behind her, um, is a group of attendants uh, kind of with her. And she says, yes, I used uh, a simple force magic spell. Oh. Oh, to prevent him from being crushed. I love that. Um, like you've kept your robes really clean as well. Like you're just strolling out here. Where have you been, lady? We've been I calling have, for you. I have had other matters to attend to. You were tasked with 
saving uh, this city from this doppelganger attack, and it seems like you have at least stopped it. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, I don't think your brother is here anymore. That's not true, and you're going to have to crack open this magic shell so I can get to him. I really appreciate it. She waves her hand, and uh, it is dispelled. Daryl? I'm going to go up to Daryl and smack him hard across the face. Okay, so you run up to the cart that is full of uh, hay. That's why you left him there, because it was kind of a soft landing uh, there, and there's nothing there. There is just hay. Wait a minute. Okay, so when she said... (laughs) Not here anymore. Laryl, sorry. When you said not here anymore, I thought you meant like he had passed away. Um, You literally mean he's not here. Like his body is gone. Where is he? Where is he? Where? I do not know. Know me? Balthazar says, I, he was, I, I was going down and looking. Uh, uh, he was there in the cart. I don't know what happened. Oh my God. But you saw him. Uh, I saw him laying there, yeah, before all the explosions and the banging things happened. Was that you? Did you cast a fireball? We was already killed? What were no, you thinking? No, 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 that wasn't me. Um, Laryl says, it was definitely you. Okay, Laryl. <laughs> <laughs> the wand went off by accident. Okay, there yes. was a lot going on here. I have had a really rough couple of days. Like, don't forget what happened to us at the Green Grocers. You were supposed to come help then. Where's my brother? Everybody stop what you're doing. Let's find Daryl. Come. There's much we must discuss. No, no, no. I have to find my brother. Perhaps there is some divination that could help. Okay. Thank you. Let's go. Yes. Know me. Know me. More afoot than you know. I I can't keep protecting this guy. Like at some point, I'm just going to have to strike out on my own. (laughs) Well, that is, of course, your choice. Where is Samson? Um, we'll have to find him as well. Oh, my God. Okay, Nomi, you're my new family. <clears throat> what? Yeah. I didn't sign up for that. Please come with me. I'm just, I jump on the Are you going to join the order? Time. What do you get, like a toaster or something if I join? Sure. What's a toaster? Sign me up. Oh, it's something I heard humans use. Weird. Uh, and you guys are having this discussion as you're walking with Laryl uh, to um, uh, down the street. Yeah, you don't know where you're going, but yeah, you're kind of walking. And he's like, "What's a toaster?" And you know. God damn it, Daryl! It's <laughs> the last time. I think I may be able to help. Okay. Thank you. And of course, thank you for the compliment about my robes. They do look. don't they they do look really clean i mean (laughs) by the way do you have somewhere that i could clean myself up maybe take a short rest (laughs) prestidigitation is a very simple spell you know yeah i've heard of that i don't have it you're now clean come walk with me i'm walking and then we'll find out what she's gonna say next time all right well this is exciting But I really am getting sick of (laughs) Daryl.